Limos and Roses is a humorous and occasionally offensive podcast. All opinions are based on the bachelors and bachelorettes being in the top 99 percentile of their respective genders with regard to their physical attributes. In other words, no offense. And thank you for listening. Enjoy. Second podcast of limos and roses. Fifty-two. This is the classic butter massage, not very outdoorsy, sexy pottery wheel. Maybe in an alternate reality, semi-sober bachelor might actually get married. Podcast that you all know and love. The recap podcast over all of the recap podcasts that covers season twenty-five of. You guessed it, The Bachelor. Thank you so much for tuning in. As you may or may not know, this very show began with our own Bachelor Fantasy League entitled Limos and Roses. On this podcast, I'm joined by my husband, Jet, and our buddy, Frace, and me. I am your host and moderator, Chelsea. So, welcome everyone. It's officially that time of the season where we choose to forego our separate rooms as we stroll into the fantasy suites. Oh, this shopening is filled to the brim with Brie skin rubs, Michelle's kisses, and Rachel's possible old tomato. Will she give Matt an old tomato? Spoiler alert, like, no, she doesn't. She's fine. Then we discover from their own voices that Michelle is ready to begin the rest of her life with Matt. Brie is down, but there are two other women still, and Rachel feels Matt in every ounce of her being. That is a lot. What a statement. And now all three of them are talking, which should never happen. This is so back-ass words. Guys, I I don't know why. During Fantasy Suite Week, these women don't hang out. They don't talk to each other. It's purely because of COVID, but we're not at the La Quinta anymore. We're at the damn Nima colon. Why are they discussing each other's? Like, that's, it's, it's, I mean, I guess not much is going on. So the producers have to do something. Do we have any words before Chris Harrison walks in? That was the exact note that I had. Uh, in relation to them having to sit around and talk about potential boning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have to talk about actual boning after it happened. Uh, the ink is dry. So, you know, they, they the signed up dry. for it. So Right, Doris? Yeah. Sorry, you, you, is dry. you froze up for a second. I don't know if you, you yeah. froze up for a second. Oh, it's all good. It's probably for the good of the pod. Maybe I'll freeze permanently and we'll all just be able to move <laughs> on with a happier, healthier pod. <laughs> okay. God. So anyway. All right. So let's move forward. Well, shall mental health we? is important. Mental health is important. <laughs> mental health is important. So let's keep talking about this really messed up mental health show. Yes. Oh, you guys. Mm. Chris is here. Hey, Chris. It's been narrowed down to three women. Hmm. And they all have overnight date options. We find out Michelle is first. But before we move into Michelle's date, we have to have some dad time. <sighs> so this meeting is 
immensely uncomfortable. Uncomfortable parents are the bread and butter of this portion of the show. Um, from, you know, Dean's dad all the way to Barb is sobbing and a Bob crying, don't let her go. Cassie's you know dad's I mean? like hunting them down from across the hemisphere, like hemispherically. Yeah. To, to make I up mean, a term. Exactly. Uncomfortable parents are kind of the norm in this entire show. Um, some dads aren't there. Some moms aren't there because they feel uncomfortable being on camera on a reality show. That's very normal. That being said, Matt is pacing in front of an empty fireplace and then dad comes into play. Matt mentions that he wants to be a dad that will show up. He confronts his dad about, frankly, starting other families, which were apparently mistakes. And this is just some heavy stuff. How did you guys feel about this very uncomfortable meeting? As a viewer, I was like, you know what? I don't need to meet his father to know that he has issues with his father. He said it many times. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I guess producers are thinking that this is what the audience wants to see. Like as soon as somebody starts talking about, you know, father issues or mother issues or family issues, obviously the producers have an idea of why they want to show this conversation boost ratings because people that are watching the show want reality television whereby they're taking a, a peek into somebody else's life somebody else's edited life that's what the audience kind of gets off on mm -hmm. producers are probably going to say we want to show that an untraditional family is okay and you can still find love despite you know having an estranged father or mother or despite having issues with your family the main thing is i felt like at least from a viewer standpoint the reconciliation was bogus. I felt like there was a, I'm sorry, you're forgiven. And basically it was, I'm really not sorry. And you're really not forgiven. You know, clearly Matt's father has issues with his, well, his father was killed when he was five. So he never had a father growing up. So he's like, mm -hmm. why do I need to be there for you when I didn't have a father? Uh, there's a, you know, a lot of other things at play here, but at the end of the day, the whole thing was just, disgenuine to me um yep. i just for me i just felt like it was unnecessary but i know why they did it yeah and uh that's kind of where i'm at with that uh, well okay so my notes started off much simpler it just said uh i'm just now meeting this guy and i think this dad's a I, dude he showed no remorse this is that's his what I'm son saying, dude yeah. yeah he even on other seasons whether it's been sincere or not the parents have at least sold us on a slight touch of sincerity and regret for the past for past trans you know trans transgressions and whatnot this guy just kept saying he wasn't even sorry basically no. he kept talking about the trouble he went through and he was giving excuses when his son's saying where have you been what happened i'm and his and matt's asking him perfectly logical questions like when the dad goes you don't even understand what life is like and the trouble i went through to which matt responds did that make you cheat on mom and the dad just goes, you have no idea. The perfect analogy. <laughs> did you see Ed TV with Matthew McConaughey? Remember where they follow him around with the camera? Oh. Ellen DeGeneres, Woody Harrelson's no, I've his seen, brother. I've seen Mr. Ed. Uh, well, Ed TV is this, where they follow a guy, they follow <laughs> Matthew it. McConaughey for 24 hours a day, and he's on a channel. And people start getting obsessed with his personal life. And his estranged father, Dennis Hopper, gets brought on for one of the episodes. And it's exactly like this, dude. 
it's the father not really showing much remorse and it's like why are you suddenly here when i'm famous blah 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 and it's just it was it was almost dude it was like mark for mark the way that uh, episode or that part of the movie goes and i just was constantly reminded of that realizing how real that moment is in that silly movie that nobody really cared about he said he was there to celebrate matt's success and i'm like no you're so here that's... to freaking for the dramatic underscoring it's it's also an uh a crazy ask of somebody to just reconcile with a father in 10 minutes on national television. You could argue the producers, you know, we'd obviously wouldn't put anything past them. Um, for all they knew when the cameras were rolling, it was going to be a legit reconciliation and that would have been good stuff to air, but basically they yeah. were going to air it regardless. That's what was going to happen. Yeah. And, I think you're right. And, Jet. I mean, you don't know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. It's like, maybe they will make up and we'll see tears mm -hmm. and hugs and it'll be awesome, but that's not what happened. But it gets all the way to the line. This isn't a celebration. This is a journey. That's why you're here, Dad. This isn't Chuck E. Cheese. And I feel mm -hmm. like after Matt said that line, it was surface, 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 goodbyes, get out of here. Because there was mm -hmm. no winning. There was no winning. It does bring up the point of what are we doing here? Like, at the end of the yeah. day, this is still a dating game show. So his, they should be on there, maybe have a quick reconciliation and then talk about Matt. And we didn't even get to get down to that. Like, aren't we supposed to be discussing Matt and these girls? And like, he should say, hey dad, um, so um, thanks for being here. I know that you haven't been the best at your relationships. Maybe that, maybe you have some knowledge for me from that regard. Cause I'm trying to figure this out with these mm -hmm. three girls that I'm in love with, but no, they never even came up. It was like, we weren't watching a dating game show. It was like, we were watching some other soap opera that had nothing to do with the show. But by the way, it was weird. But by the way, before we move on, I will say also this. Um, I think that it's okay for somebody to apologize and for somebody to say you're forgiven uh, out loud, but forgiveness sometimes takes longer than that conversation. So mm -hmm. I'm not faulting Matt James for not being able to let go of that or for Agreed. holding a grudge. All right. I'm saying is that, you know, it's to, to just say you're forgiven and then it's completely done is mm -hmm. unrealistic. You know. And to close out the dad stuff, it, we would be remiss if we didn't mention the very dramatic and very poetic in a sad way, quote from Matt James, I didn't need shoes. I didn't need pizza. I needed a dad. Like, yeah. it, that's pretty, pretty much sums it up. This conversation has happened before in the back of my mind. I'm watching mm. this going, Interesting. this conversation has happened before and nothing happened last time it was had because they're two different people he prides himself on being raised by a strong single mother he is his own person uh and he's gotten this far without his father being a massive part of his life and so we move forward we move forward and and uh, in, in all of this discussion we we let it be known that we uh not to take sides but we feel for matt in this matt that's yeah. a tough upbringing for sure that he had to deal with and makes you even more proud of Matt knowing that he went through that and he's come out the cool, genuine guy that he is. You guys, I think it's finally time for us to begin our date, date. breakdown. We begin with Michelle. It's a classic Pennsylvania Dutch spa day. There's butter massages. There's a lack of dairy allergies. 
and then they're clothed <laughs> and it's weird and then they're not clothed and it's weird and it's they talk and they make out uh, anything about this daytime portion of this date so aside from the milk baths and the bear in the corner and <sighs> slathering each other with lard uh you know <laughs> so aside Michelle, from everything i focused on what was being said oh that was your and, first mistake yeah i know i should have been focusing on the <laughs> the butter the lando lakes um oh, there you go <laughs> yeah nice um he said this was the thing that struck me the most he said matt james that he felt the most comfortable with michelle's family out of all the families she said things like how do you plan to stay in love and i was just like this is the makings of a wonderful supportive couple that understands that love often Actually, I will say this, love forever takes work. What I'm actually curious to know is what did you think about what was being said while they were slathering each other with... Uh, well, well, see, that's where you and yeah. I differ. While you were ignoring all that and paying attention to what they were saying, I was ignoring what they were saying <laughs> and just staring at, you know, the land of lakes as you yeah. <laughs> aptly yes. deemed it. Um, that is a massive waste of product. I guess the the... <laughs> Pennsylvania, what the in, traditional Pennsylvania Dutch spa day looked more like yeah. a royal bathhouse or something. Yeah. I was like, what is happening? I think you, you summed it up pretty well uh, in that it's, you know, I, I actually sensed a lot of sadness in both of their eyes. Now that could just be me projecting, but I feel like the writing is on the wall for her, as I've alluded to in the past, that I think they all know that he's in love with Rachel or lust with Rachel, but she cares enough about Matt that she's willing to let him figure that out through his foibles and his fuck-ups. And um, I, I think that her eyes have that sadness and his eyes even have that sadness of like, now it's getting to, the, to be so real that I am gonna have to actually let this girl go. And that's very painful already, which is funny because it's almost like he knows the right decision. If you feel that way, then you know the right decision. He knows it. He knows well, what he's doing. It's the traditional battle of, for the listeners that couldn't see where I, where I pointed my finger, I pointed to, my brain, my heart, and my manhood. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also really like Rachel. I mean, mm -hmm. I think that- Right, it's not, like, it's not like his alternative is just hot and nothing else. No, nothing no, right. not at all. Yeah. I'm, I've never, I, I've always I really liked, that. I've always really liked Rachel. Yeah. Can we move into the nighttime portion of this date? Yeah. Shall yes. we? Um, he starts to talk about his family. He mentions that distrust is a big thing with him apparently, but he feels he's ready for a trusting level of commitment. Michelle says that she sees Matt as her person and she ends up accepting Chris Harrison's key to the fantasy suite. Also says, I love you, Matt, with no response. And then Rachel starts to break down in another room somewhere. Any words mm. on the nighttime portion of this date? Yeah. I mean, I didn't think Matt looked that uncomfortable because he said, I would love to go deep. Um, and then there was a yeah, champagne well, pop and then they yeah. were suddenly in a fantasy suite. Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 he did look uncomfortable. He's uncomfortable because she is saying, you're my person, 100%. I'm fully invested. I'm in love with you. She yep. said it multiple times, not once, over and over and over again. And so he knows that she is fully committed to him and he is fully committed at this point to Rachel. And so it's awkward for him because he also really, 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 really likes Michelle and wants to like her more than he likes Rachel. And he just doesn't. 
I agree with all that. I get where Matt's coming from. Uh, mm -hmm. I want to bone these three girls. It's pretty simple. What it started making me think was this guy knows he's picking Rachel. Like, he knows without a doubt. Like, we get that. And he's told her that he loves her. He has not said, I love you to the others. So because of that, the gentlemanly correct move would be to not sleep with the other two. Because what is the message here? Like the message, even I know you want to, I know. But if you know you're not picking them, you are literally admitting you're only thinking with your d That's all you're saying. I agree with you 100%, Jet. At this point, he should not take the other two into the fantasy suite. He should just say, fantasy suites are not happening. I'm getting down on one knee and proposing to Rachel. If he really wanted to come across as this great guy and get to bone all of them, you just don't say the L word to any of them until mm -hmm. after bone session. We're also assuming that he did, in fact, bone all of them. He may That's have true. stood up, he may have stayed up all yeah. night talking to them. That is very fair. So yeah. just all like of this Tasha, is conjecture. Just, you know. just like the Tasha thing. Like, mm -hmm. we don't think that Tasha and Ivan slept together. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe right. just passed out in the same bed. Or but, a couple handies. All right. So the morning <laughs> after. Uh, that went well, I guess. There's blowing of kisses. <laughs> she should be his wife. Michelle comes back. She says butter and milk bath, and it was memorable. And I mean, Bree and Rachel don't want to hear that. But I will say that, of course, Michelle handled it and put the focus on them and said, you guys are going to have such a great time. I, I agree with you, you know? but, but you're giving her a lot of credit for being the first Eskimo sister. Like, well, it's, pretty, well, yes, know, it's easy to be first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, I don't have to worry about whatever these, uh, yeah, whatever this yeah. world is going to be. Yeah, and did yeah. you guys notice during the morning after uh, he said, it's almost unfair. And I was like, uh, no, Matt, it's very unfair. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, you've told him one of these women you, you love them and you're sleeping with all of them. So exactly. You know, <laughs> Let's just go right into this backwoods portion of the date. date breakdown. Breakdown, breakdown, breakdown. Bree's turn, y'all. Welcome to the outdoors. Hiking, sleeping bags. Looks like we're going camping, but Matt James doesn't say that. Bree is the least outdoorsy person, but she gets the outdoor dates. She is a trooper, and Matt has still not said that he loves her two out of two. She does say that if Matt James went down on one knee, she would say yes. Uh, he discusses different topics with Bree than he did with Michelle. So that changes a lot of the course of the date, um, discussion-wise, in my opinion. And then there's a makeout sesh without saying that he loves her back. There is a full-blown fantasy suite. <sighs> so what did you guys think about this daytime into the nighttime into the whatever portion? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love, because I'm immature, all of the... The pitching tent jokes. Oh, yeah. They did our job up. for I mean, us. Yeah, they did our job for us. And my brother goes, because he, he said, my brother goes, well, she better watch out for trouser snakes tonight. Oh, that's true. <laughs> and I wrote some things. I said, oh, man, Brie is pretty. Yeah, Moana, dude. <laughs> I, I wrote a lot of uh, Brie is very pretty. And then I wrote, um, My brother also said, I half expected to see Daniel Day-Lewis in there cobbling shoes when they arrived. 
because when they by the way i thought that that um their night portion uh, like aesthetically i was like this is actually really cool um like it's like this rustic woodsy type you know uh yeah. very romantic in my opinion and then so, i wrote they boned oh, yeah, then they made bacon and eggs and that is what you call a one night stand oh so you're yes. yeah, right into the morning after yeah, I mean, I can just skip right ahead. No, that's ahead. fine. Oh, yeah. yeah, my first note was Brie realizes size does matter. There was there was a light in her. There's a light, there's a light in her it's eyes. and it's shining. Yeah. She's uh, wearing this, high heels and he's yeah, wearing slippers. Moana realized, because she, there was a change. That was a good night. So Matt mm-hmm. James is good as something. Um, and she was very into him now. Like, I was just like, well hung. I mean, well done, Matt. <laughs> Um, what happened? Oh, whoa, I just woke up. And Matt gave in his interview, because they have the post-coital interview. It, it was just that usual, every year we get that Bachelor moment of, damn, that girl was good at sex. <laughs> that was his entire vibe. Bonefest 2021, and he was mm-hmm. not able He's, to hide it. She has the quote, last night just reaffirms that I am in love with you. And do you yeah. know what he says back? What, does he just kiss her? Nothing. He just doesn't yeah. say anything. Or it's edited out, but I have a feeling he does not say it back. <laughs> By the um, way, um, sorry, side note, they panned in on the card that they were reading, mm-hmm. and it was like, this is not Chris Harrison's handwriting. This is the handwriting of the popular girl from school. Oh, like, no, it we with talk about it's the, like um... It's like the, the second AD who's like 23 yeah, we talk, wrote it. You know? Yeah, we talk about like the PA and like yeah. you yeah. talk about, yeah, the person that's literally just like she grabs coffee in the morning and right, she right. grabs coffee in the afternoon. She grabs coffee in the evening. She writes all the date cards. Yeah. 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 yeah, the, who's, yeah who's the she bachelor? like sprays it with perfume. We should look know, that or, up. Or who's the cologne. bachelor? Who's the resident calligraphist? Yeah, it's like, is this an right. invitation to the fancy suite or the preamble to the United States Constitution? Like, what am I, right. what are we reading here? <laughs> Declaration of Independence. Can you imagine like Chris Harrison writing it and then like kissing it and like? Oh yeah, amazing. Like you know. No, that that would be a frame. XOXO and glitter pops out when they pull it out of the envelope. Amazing. Or just to keep with the theme, the can where the the snake comes out. (laughs) Yep. Be like, ooh, that looks familiar, doesn't it, Brie? What happened? Okay. All right. So, (sighs) you guys, spoiler alert: Rachel feels. She feels shitty because the man that she's in love with just bowing two ladies. I don't know. Raise your hand if you would like to be sloppy thirds. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Um, right. Well, it, it would depend on who the bachelorette was. Because if you told me oh, Brie was the okay. bachelorette, I'd be like, I'll be sloppy 30th. They'll just go. I'd be, it's Prince an honor to be there. Prince Charming, is that you? It's an honor is to be in this you? room. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? I'm just going to agree with Jen. <laughs> Jet. <laughs> At the end of the, the day, we are would, we are yeah. terrible red-blooded males. As long as my oh time my with her is just me and her, we uh, and no other yeah. dudes. I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat yeah. it and try to make myself look better than anybody else. Uh, if it's yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway. Well, here's the deal. If both of you were on The Bachelorette, I do think Jet would be the drunk guy that takes off his shirt and jumps in the pool mm-hmm. on night one. I do think that would be Jet. Uh, and I think Frace would definitely be wearing socks. And that is the, both of those things are very important, but only yeah. socks. I want yeah. that only <laughs> socks. Yeah. Uh, that, that would be amazing. I just told it was casual Friday. Yeah. Just getting out of the limo and only socks. And I would yeah. love for her, the bachelorette to go finally, 
a man who wears socks. And I'd be like, sock it to me, baby. And she'd be down on You should be like, I'm actually wearing what you don't know is I'm finally figured out what to do with that mismatched sock. Oh. All right, (laughs) moving on. Uh, By the way, Hanes, uh, Fruit of the Loom, we are still seeking sponsors. (laughs) Okay, so let's move into this third and final date of the day. date Breakdown. Breakdown. Breakdown, 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 Rachel, wow. Here's the deal. We've been waiting for it. And we get the ghost underscoring with a pottery date for the daytime portion. It's so silly because the pottery portion does not matter at all. It's all about the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Of Rachel saying, this was really tough for me because the producers kept bringing the girls in to have conversations about how y'all boned and it was awkward. Um, and he's he apologizes. It's not his fault, but it kind of is, but it also kind of... I don't know. She says, I feel like my heart is in my throat and I feel like his feelings have changed throughout the week and that his feelings have changed between us. It's just been a while. There's a cloudy day. It's the outside. There's an awkward ceramics instructor intro with some pottery info. Cool. (laughs) There's uh, Rachel tells him that she didn't think that she would get through the week. It gets really dramatic for a pottery date. He said, there's my microphone. He says, I don't like. I was just going to make a terrible Matt James joke about. Well, it's sizable. There it is. Oh, my God. It's bigger than I expected. Oh, my God. It's right there. I didn't realize how close it was to my face. Now I know why they call it it a Yeti. (laughs) I I took the hood off of it. Uh, he says, I don't like to take myself to a dark place, but I did when I saw you hit the ground and it's fine. Any words about this daytime portion of the day? You know what I was thinking? You know, it's perfectly valid for her to have these feelings. Of course, she's third. She has seen the other two women come back and apparently they both had great nights, um, which your only your only thought process is he boned them and it yep. went well. And they're not yeah. going home. Yeah. So it makes sense to me. However, I also think that Rachel had an advantage over the other two in the fact that he said it, in the fact that she was going into this very confident. And that's why they stuck her in the third slot. We got to bring her down a few <laughs> rungs. How many slots like, are got, there? Actually, there's four. Matt James is the biggest slot of them all. <laughs> uh, very nice. There we go. Yeah, I gotcha. mm. uh, let's, let's not shame the women. Okay. Let's shame Matt James. Oh, no shame in it. Not, oh, I know. Not I know, in I Women's know. Month. Yeah, not no. in women's month. Yeah, we'll wait till next month. <laughs> yeah, we, we can just go back to being male chauvinistic pigs. Um, exactly. yeah. <laughs> so we go back to 1950. Yeah. Guys, March. don't worry. Uh, listen, guys, don't worry. Next month, we can go back to being awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is Good. so heavy. I agree with you. And my brother wrote, this poor lady who was trying to teach them pottery, just going, guys, I, we, we were just supposed to make pots. The kiln is on. Where are you going? Uh, <laughs> Like, come on, guys. He's trying to be respectful because he's Matt James and he's a good bachelor. But the reality of the situation is you can't be respectful to your girlfriend who you're going to marry when you're banging other chicks. Yeah. 
Now we yeah. know that the ink is dry on the page. We know that, the, that that this is how the game works, but we can always say that. But when you're in the situation and you're staring down the barrel of two other bone fists, yeah. how else are you supposed <laughs> to react? So I'm going to yeah. give her a free hall pass on that one. Uh, predictable <sighs> is too predictable of a word to predict this predictable moment in mm -hmm. bachelor history he's right. obviously going to propose to rachel oh did you i don't know if you guys noticed this uh hang on a second there's yep breaking news <laughs> this just in matt james is in love with rachel kirkconnell <laughs> what i thought was really interesting was that rachel seemed to um accept everything about matt about the circumstance it was she was making it clear that it was difficult for her which is fair, but she honestly openly told him, oh, I, you know, this is hard, but I'm glad you're able to experiment. And I'm like, an experiment he did, my lady, because he did. Y'all, we need to step away from the pottery wheel and instead casually skip ourselves into phrases. Fashion corner. I'm behind. Oh, it's hot in here. Oh, the kiln must be on. Oh, I'm, I'm, ooh, I'm fashioning this. Oh, wait, it's fashion. It's a fashion wheel and it's spinning out of control and it's molded into what is phrases fashion corner. There's a ghost behind me. Oh, it's creeping up on me. It's got a turtleneck on. Anyways, it's. Is it James? <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna dive right in. Uh, the same way that Rachel Kakano dove face first onto the ground when she fell out of a plane. <laughs> okay, the off-the-shoulder white top on Brie is fire. Put her on a cracker. You know, Brie cheese. Let's just go. Like, she's scrumptious. Okay, Rachel, I actually don't love the faux Burberry jacket that you have on, and I think Michelle's headband is cute. Okay, Matt, I really like your simple black long sleeve shirt and your simple black slacks. I mean, your neck is exposed. Good for you. Okay, great. Dad has a neck tat. Matt's dad has a neck tat and no turtleneck, so we get to see it. I'm down for it. Personally, I think, you know, you rock that. I made a joke. It's a Matt James didn't need shoes. He needed socks. Everything started to unravel for this guy when he stopped wearing socks. <laughs> that is a terrible yellow sweater, Matt James. Uh, Michelle, you look adorable in an understated uh, there's rips on your jeans, but there's not too many rips. The simple black top. Um, I love the bathing suit on Michelle. This was a really nice bathing suit, white, high-waisted. Uh, there's a bow in the front, front closure bow. I loved it. I love uh, Michelle's hair with a simple black dress. Um, by the way, Michelle is jacked, guys. I mean, her arms, triceps, are you kidding me? Oh, no doubt, dude. Yeah, she's a, she is an athlete. That's the thing. Yeah, like, very she's toned. An I love the adorable jean jacket and the hoodie that Michelle has on as well. Um, and she's got on these, like, cute little white kids for her, like, I love you, Matt James. And then he says, bye. Uh, Bree's date. I like the oatmeal on Bree. Um, I hate the puffy jacket, however. I hate what's going on with Matt's look. Uh, the turtleneck, of course. He's got a turtleneck. She's got a turtleneck. Guess what? I said this before. Brie, wear turtlenecks. Matt, don't wear turtlenecks. Um, the cute boots on Brie are also uh, a really fun time. Matt's jacket is terrible. I love Brie's multiple ear piercings, by the way. I don't know if you guys have ever noticed, but she's got multiple ear piercings. I find it very sexy and cool and like fun and young. Um, and also the white nails are, are back and they're in. The outfit of the night goes to Brie in her night portion dress. Her night portion dress is absolute mm. fire. It's off the shoulder. It's rust color. Uh, AJFitch21 at Hotmail.com. Okay, Matt, 
You look great because you're in a suit and tie. I love it. The black tie and the slate blue. I'm okay with that. Matt, those slippers, the best thing to do with those slippers is burn them. Yeah, slip okay. them off. Yeah. yeah, slip them off and burn them. And then he had the high water pants on with the slippers. Yeah. You know what? Just go back in time and erase that from your memory. Here's the thing. Rachel's worst look was on the uh, the day portion of that date. It had this like weird keyhole look, and then she had like two holes in her knees. I was like, holy moly, you're in for a time with Matt James. You're about to have a very serious conversation, and you're exposed. Here we go. When things start to go awry, no socks. I've said it once. I'll say it again. I'll say it a thousand times. When you're in my corner, there's a rule. Wear socks. Rachel's night portion. Her shoes are pure sex. The dress is on fire. It's from the it's from the shopping excursion, guys. Rachel is going home with everything. She's going yep. home with the clothes, the with shoes, the man. and Matt James yep. in a turtleneck. Okay, now into the rose ceremony. My favorite look is actually on Michelle. Uh, it's black, asymmetric, one shoulder with a triangle over the um, boob. Uh, Brie with a, a, a nice black dress. Um, always she knows her best assets are her back she'll be walking away this evening spoiler alert so he'll get to have a nice view as she leaves um and then actually my least favorite look uh was actually rachel uh in this in this rose ceremony i mean it's fine i hate the back of the dress and the spaghetti straps aren't doing it for me all i have to say is that matt just doesn't know how to wear socks and he doesn't know how to expose his neck get me out of the so I was going to move into the nighttime portion of the date with Rachel, but I feel like you guys already kind of covered your thoughts on that. Yeah, he's in love. She's asking for a ring. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of leg rubbing. Yeah. Oh, he was creeping his hand right up. All that right. Leg. Yeah, so let's go. Like, let's let's. Just he was talk trying to get the genie that. out of the lamp. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so well, he got all three is, of his wishes. There is. Oh my. Oh, <laughs> I wish for more wishes. No, you've already had 32 women. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. Um, Mallard's Landing is where Rachel lets her guard down at the Nima colon. Um, You know, like both of the other women did previous evenings. Uh, He mentions his father and Rachel mentions that he is the man that he is because of that whole world. And his mind is blown. What was it called? Mallard's Landing? Yep. Yeah. Like a I duck. Guess, yeah, that's not the the uh, never mind. I was gonna make a landing joke with Rachel, but it's just too easy. <laughs> well, he got his ducks in a row, that's for damn sure. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So uh I feel like we can move on from Rachel because oh okay, surprise, it's a rose ceremony. Hi. Hello. Michelle is in love with Matt. Bree is in love with Matt. She said that she hopes one of them isn't blindsided. <laughs> right and rachel is in love with matt and with that i'm afraid we just have to head into the very final rose rundown oh my gosh there's a <laughs> oh my gosh the first rose of the final rose ceremony goes to Michelle. Second place. <laughs> yeah, silver medal. Silver rose, rather, I guess. Second rose and final rose of the evening goes to Rachel. Just cue up the ding, ding, ding. Oh, yeah, yeah. the front runner. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's, yeah, obvious. 
Okay. And anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah, this, great this, rose this ceremony. Episode, our podcast is ending the same way the actual episode did. We're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Got it. It's <laughs> not over yet. We I have know. to say farewell and a goodbye. You'll be just fine, sweetheart. You'll be just fine. First saw her in that green dress. We last saw her in that green Jeep, and there Mm -hmm. she goes. Yeah, he tries to be nice, and it's hard to be nice when you're breaking up with somebody who you just boned. Uh, He says, it's just a feeling, and I just wrote, just stop talking, Matt. Because she's actually handling it great. And then I just wrote, She's so pretty. So yeah. you guys, Brie gets into a limo and she says, what I thought we had was special. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was, but it wasn't special enough, I guess. I don't know. So next week, you guys, there's a blizzard that Matt James is forced to walk through. Again. And, he's, and we have had to see this blizzard yeah. two weeks in a row. So you know, it's really fierce. He wants to find love, get engaged, get a wife, and Matt is back to a dark place because of his parents and the issues that that brings about. And everyone ends up in the dark about what's going to happen. And the episode ends with some very light, some more time. By the way, it's going to be next week with Matt James's mom and Matt James's brother, whose name, by the way, is John Scorpio. And he is uh, an, a singer, a rapper, singer, R&B artist. Oh, I, I didn't know uh, that. Check him out on Spotify. He has three listeners. Um, oh, wow. You looked into that. Yeah. I, bet he has, I bet he has more now. Now, here's what I think happens. Uh, and this is not having read any spoilers about this, but just from watching this, I believe that Matt James's mother is pushing him in the direction of Michelle and Matt James is not having it. And that's what this issue is. And mm. then also having to, uh, to dump Michelle. Um, oh, yep, yep. That's a, that's an interesting I think mom is like steering that. him in that direction. Yeah. And he doesn't like the fact that mom is not support. She's probably saying, she says, love is not the end-all be-all. She just needs to insert lust into that sentence. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the burnt s'mores, I was like, I don't, I don't need more of this. I need less of this uh, footage. More, more of Matt James yeah. being incapable of that, which we've all done since we were five years yeah. old. And I don't just mean the s'mores. I mean, everything. He's just like, he's unable to just do casual activities for fun. Yeah. It's so interesting. It was a great way to round out a garbage episode. He's just garbage. so, he's so clumsy. Full-fledged, clumsy garbage. Yeah, so, yeah uh, I, I agree with that. I mean, I had nothing. Yeah, he's, my last note was just, he's a child. Aw. It's fine, but he's a nice guy. Sweet baby angel. Children, yeah, children, I mean, that's, children are nice. Yeah, they're they are the future. Children in, will listen, not really. Ooh, Chelsea, they are they you trying to get me to do the coming to America imitations again? Mm, please. <laughs> are you, no, I won't do it. Yo, I'm so excited. I haven't seen the sequel. Yeah, I'm so uh, excited. Aha! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Taste the soup. Where's the spoon? Taste the soup. Aha! Aha! All right. Well, this has been Jet and Brace and Chelsea leaving you with these parting hashtags. Hashtag farewell, Brie. Hashtag no socks. Hashtag limos and roses. Hashtag fashion. Hashtag phrase first. Hashtag 
boobs. Hashtag backless. Hashtag Chris Harrison. Hashtag fashion corner. Hashtag Zoomcast. Hashtag turtlenecks. Oh, hashtag slippers. Hashtag no more slippers. Hashtag garbage. Oh, we are all here for the right reasons. What, what about what about hashtag hashtag Mr. Randy Watson? <laughs> hashtag aha. 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 I can't even do that. Sometimes when you sometimes when you take a, a shot, you go. Uh, oh, yeah. Who do you think would win? Who do you think would win between Randy Watson and uh, Sexual Chocolate and Lil John? I think the answer is clear. Shut, 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 shut. Everybody! Shut, shut, shut.